0: Abhi Yahweh, you have graced me yet another day. Thank you, my Father. The opportunity to go into your treasury, to share with anyone that would listen and hear, Father God. They that have an ear to let them hear and to open their spiritual eyesight, to look around and see your truth and your wonder, Father God. Always about your truth, your knowledge, and your wisdom. Abhi Yahweh aman, Yeshua aman, Barakitos aman. Always about the truth, knowledge, and wisdom of the Father. (coughs) So, (coughs) one of my, um, one of my pastoral sharers and uh, teachers had posted something the other day. I saw it. absolutely fell in love with it. Because it's very true. We do not determine the length of time that we wait for God, for his timing. We do, however, determine how we're going to wait. Paraphrase a little bit from what he actually said, but very true in all respects. God's timing is everything. Just like that young man who completely perverted the word, twisted and maligned, <clears throat> and then of course behind him I saw his pentagram on the wall, knowing that he was a attended the church of Satan and was using his platform to twist and malign and mislead. and timing and sharing one scripture, one verse to decide that Jesus Christ was a liar and that the Bible proved it. Talking about his timing and return and all this. And sitting there being a smug little character tapping on his watch and tapping his foot because you could hear his shoe tapping and tapping on his watch. He goes, hey, well, the Bible proves that Jesus is a liar. I didn't prove anything. The only thing that it did prove was that God's timing is what is, period. No questions, no ifs, ands, or buts, and Jesus Christ himself said and told the disciples, that none know the time. None know the time. Not even those in heaven talk about it. And none know the time save the Father himself. God is the only one that knows the timing for the return of the Son of Man, Jesus Christ. The angels don't wander around and after a thousand years saying, hey, uh, is it time yet? Are we, are we going yet? They don't do that. They don't do that because they know that God's timing is everything. Throughout the Bible, it talks about God's timing. <laughs> that it is in God's way one of the mysteries of god it uh, talks about but we have uh john uh, in the book of john <laughs> pardon me <laughs> sorry about that huh. john talks about um in several locations here it, it's spiritual blindness and the, um... (laughs) you have these folks that prayed for the coming of the Messiah for decades and decades, and some of them since they were a small child. And yet when Jesus Christ came, that the scales over their eyes, and when Jesus was talking about it and, and how some of them got so, agitated with him. They were talking about Jesus Christ and saying, hey, isn't this the guy that they're looking to try to kill? But he speaks powerfully. Don't they know that this is the very Christ? And how is it that we know this man, whence he is, but when Christ cometh, no man knoweth whence he is. So they're arguing back and forth on the divinity of Jesus Christ and who Christ is. And he spoke out to them and says, then cried Jesus in the temple as he taught them, saying, ye both know me, and ye know whence I am, and I am not come of myself, but he that sent me is true. Whom ye know not, but I know him, for I am from him, and he hath sent me. Then they sought to take him, but no man laid hands on him, because his hour was not yet come. Ah argued amongst themselves, argued with the fact that Jesus Christ was saying who he said he was and then arguing because, wait a second, how can that be because he hadn't come yet? Well, that's because you had your spiritual hearing shut off or turned all the way down and your spiritual eyesight was scaled over and you weren't paying attention because it was all about what you were thinking And then they were declaring to, and there were many that believed that that was Jesus. And then many said, well, when Christ cometh, will he do more miracles than these which this man hath done? So you had, they were going back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. And this was some of the issue that Jesus ran into when he went down to do miracles in his own home when he went to Nazareth what were they doing they were arguing with the fact that hey we know who you are we know your family we know your father we know your brothers and sisters we know who you are you're the carpenter's kid what what should we believe anything why should we believe anything that you say you're just that carpenter's kid wow And this this has to do greatly with the choice that God created in us, brothers and sisters, and those that will hear and listen and understand. God created us with a free will choice. There are certain things because of God's sovereignty that we have no determination over whatsoever, none. And then there are those things that we will determine how we are going to deal with them. Part of that is God's timing. God's timing is everything. His timing is determination. His timing, his will be done how we decide to wait during that time, that's up to us, are we gonna be agitated, are we gonna be short, are we gonna <laughs> act ridiculously? <clears throat> Pardon me, sometimes I'll be honest with you, brothers and sisters, and anybody out there listening, I get short sometimes when things don't fall exactly into play, and it's so silly because it's so trivial. Really, it's trivial. I mean, it's it's not, but it is when I look in retrospect and search that. So I shoot out bullet prayers for the Holy Spirit to guide that and keep that down. I don't, that's a ridiculous thing. I mean, it doesn't make for a public display. I don't do that sort of thing. But when I'm at home and these things don't fall exactly into place where I'm trying to decide that they should and then they don't, I get rattled and then I just step back. I pause and go, really? That trivial issue, ah, Holy Spirit strengthened me, strengthened me. Brothers and sisters, we do this constantly. It's that spirit that beats within the chest. It's the two dogs. We have talked about these things. I've shared that information with you. The young man has the dreams. He has the two dogs. One is vicious and mean and nasty, and the other one is just so kind and loving all the time, and then... When he comes, he says, well, I stopped having the dreams. And the pest says, well, which one won? And he said, the one I fed the best. So which one do you feed the best? Do you feed that dark nature? Do you nurture the dark nature and the darkness? Or do you nurture the light, the loving, good, kind dog? Which one are you feeding the best? And those natures that beat within your chest... One is a loving nature, and the other one is kindness and grace and mercy and and the good things. And the other one is harsh, bitter, nasty, and actually revolting. So which one are you nurturing? Which nature are you nurturing? God's timing is everything. Everything is all about the sovereignty of our Lord God Almighty but how we wait in that time, we decide. Are we going to be nasty and vicious, impatient? Are we going to be rude, obnoxious, derisive, hateful? Look around you today, brothers and sisters, and you will see that very nature and the very way that the word of God talks about. Sadly, conversely, is that you have more and more people that are deciding to be short-tempered, agitated, derisive, hateful, nasty, mean. Any other adjective you could add to it, there are so many that are just being that way. And how is that being? I've shared with you, brothers and sisters, that they're being driven by fear causes people to react conversely to the way that they normally would. They would not normally react to their neighbors the way that they are. They would not normally react to people at work the way they do. They normally would not react to their children the way that they are. They normally would not react to their spouse the way that they do. It causes changes, Being driven by fear, God said it is okay for us to be afraid, but we come to him seeking truth, guidance, and his knowledge and wisdom. He knows we're going to be afraid. He knows things are going to be doubtful to us. He does not mind that when we come to him. In our weakness is his strength. And I have to practice remembering that myself, because it's not all about me, the once. Being a United States Marine, yeah, big deal. Yeah, that was was then, this is now. And even then, God was walking with me because I'm not blown up or shot and left somewhere else. He had plans for me, has plans for me. Still not exactly sure what they are except that I am doing his business. I am about my father's business and I'm supposed to be sharing this because this is what he asked us to do. To share the gospel. Believe in Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. Have faith in God. Follow the guidance of the Holy Spirit and share the gospel. (laughs) The gospel being good news. God the Father Christ the Son, Holy Spirit, our guide and teacher. And that's what he's asked us to do. And brothers and sisters, we have to remember that everything... (coughs) I'm sorry, pardon me. The uh, enemy is really trying to keep me from this. But I am bound to determine that I'm going to keep doing it because this is what my father asked me to do. But the timing, you you can see here in John, when John shares about all these things, and then there's little, uh, there's little verses in here where it's, you know, when the, uh, when the Pharisees were going to put their hands on him, you had the elders of the temples were going to grab Jesus and they were going to do this they were going to do that. Except that you notice that there are verses that were added. That says, yet no man laid their hands on him because his hour had not come. It wasn't time yet. So they weren't allowed to touch him. They weren't allowed to grab him and take him. And there were times when He was, they were going to. There were several times. Here we have in uh, John 7, where again Jesus was teaching and uh, they were fussing back and forth. And they were fussing back and forth. They were listening to what Jesus had. They they heard that he spoke with, with power and authority, but they f- argued back and forth. Many of the people, therefore, when they heard this saying, said of a truth, this is the prophet. Others said, this is the Christ. But some said, shall Christ come out of Galilee? Hath not the scripture said that Christ cometh of the seed of David and out of the town of Bethlehem where David was? So there was a division among the people because of him, and some of them would have taken him, but no man laid hands on him. Then came the officers of the chief priests and Pharisees, and they said unto them, Why have ye not brought him? And the officers answered, Never man spake like this man, Then answered them the Pharisees, Are ye also deceived? Have any of the rulers of the Pharisees believed on him? But this people who knoweth not the law are cursed. Nicodemus saith unto them, Doth our law judge any man before it hear him, and know what he doth? They answered and said unto him, Art thou also of Galilee? Search and look out of Galilee. Arises no prophet. And every man separated and went to his own house. (coughs) They couldn't even decide amongst themselves what they were going to do. Now, of course, you know the name of Nicodemus was he that went to Jesus Christ and met Jesus in the night because he had questions in his own mind and heart. That had come up. The Holy Spirit was talking to Nicodemus. There was a separation between the Sanhedrin and even amongst the Pharisees. That there were some that believed that, wait a minute, this authority that is being spoken here, this leads to questions. Why can't it be this way? And then there were others that were so hardened. And then you had, of course, the Sadducees, which were the five scrolls of Moses, and that was it. The law, the law, the written law, the law, the law, the law, period. And Jesus Christ was blasphemous because he spoke against that. Well, they didn't listen very well. But all through these chapters and verses, (coughs) there are additions in there when they were going to grab him and arrest him and said his time had not yet come. So they were not allowed to touch him. They were not allowed to put their hands on him. And it was hard because they they didn't even get, <laughs> these were supposed to be the knowledgeable ones of the scripture, the Torah, the scrolls. And they didn't understand anything that he was explaining to them. They didn't understand parabolic speech at all. What, wait, what does that got to do with this and that or the other? when he spoke to them of the parable of the sheep and the shepherd they didn't get it they didn't understand they didn't understand when Jesus explained that he was the shepherd and that he is also the door and when he goes out before the sheep that they follow him because they know his voice (laughs) and the stranger they won't follow They get disturbed and anxious and they will run. They didn't understand what he was trying to tell them. They didn't understand it. And then he tried to explain to them and they still didn't understand it. Even when he clarified They were so caught up in their own thoughts and their own thought process. This is what we do today, brothers and sisters. The Bible is relevant today as it was then. It is as relevant. And we do the very same thing. (coughs) Pardon me. So... When we have, you know, God has allowed certain things to, allowed us as his creation to have certain things. I've shared some of these with you before, that we have the ability um, of forethought that we can pre-plan and we can... uh, And this gets us in trouble because we fill our calendars with so many different things. So much stuff that we have going on, and so many things. And we fill that calendar, and our agenda gets so full, and then we can't get everything done. Then we become short, we get agitated, we get uh, temperamental and touchy, and um, <laughs> just really kind of silly. But this is what we do. So, again, I reach out and I suggest, how are we going to decide the time that we spend? Are we going to do so agitated, upset, short, being deceived by the lies and the things that are going on around, and we're going to be pulled in, and we're going to be listening to that white noise? And are we going to heed that white noise interference or are we going to heed the truth? That truth, Jesus Christ, the word that was with God from the beginning and that word became flesh and came to us. And we're going to share back in John 12 And these are some of the things that, again, Jesus was talking to the disciples and tried to explain to the disciples. Some of them understood, some of them did not understand. (coughs) Excuse me. Then Jesus said unto them, Yet a little while is a light with you. Walk while ye have the light, lest darkness come upon you. For he that walketh in darkness knoweth not whither he goeth. While ye have light, believe in the light, that ye may be the children of the light. These things spake Jesus and departed, and did hide himself from them. But though he had done so many miracles before them, yet they believed not on him, that they sang of Esaias the prophet, might be fulfilled, which he spake, Lord, who hath believed our report, and to whom hath the arm of the Lord been revealed? Therefore they could not believe, because that Esaias said again, He hath blinded their eyes and hardened their heart, that they should not see with their eyes, nor understand with their heart, and he converted, and I should heal them. These things said Esaias, when he saw his glory and spake of him. Nevertheless, among the chief rulers also many believed on him, but because of the Pharisees, they did not confess him, lest they should be put out of the synagogue. For they loved the praise of men more than the praise of God. Jesus cried and said, He that believeth on me, believeth not on me, but on him that sent me. And he that seeth me, seeth him that sent me. I am come a light into the world that whosoever believeth on me should not abide in darkness. And if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and he receiveth not my words hath one that judgeth him. The word that I have spoken, the same shall judge him in the last day. Here's another confirmation. Did you read? Did you hear what I was saying? Did you hear what I read? This is in John 12, John three sixteen. You had that pervert that tried to say that the word was wrong and that God condemning. Here you have Jesus Christ saying, if any man hear my words and believe not, I judge him not. For I came not to judge the world, but to save the world. He that rejecteth me and receiveth not my words hath one that judges him. The decision has already been made for the judgment. If you decide that Jesus Christ is not the only begotten Son of God, you decide to reject what he's saying and trying to teach you, and you decide to reject those things, then you have determined your own condemnation, just as John 3, 16 should I read that and remind you of those words as well? Yes, I shall do that very thing. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish. Remember, there's a difference between perishing and dying, but have everlasting life. You die physicality you perish by eternal separation from Lord God Almighty and Jesus Christ and your loved ones. That is perishing. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. He that believeth on him is not condemned, but he that believeth not is condemned already, because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. And this is the condemnation, that light has come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were evil. <coughs> Pardon me. There were a lot of reasons, and we do the same thing now, even Still. We think that we're in the dark, we can hide things, and people don't see them. We think that we can hide from God. How foolish is that? God is omniscient, all-knowing, omnipresent, always with us, omnipotent, all-powerful. He is the sovereign Lord God Almighty, the maker of all things made. Jesus Christ was sent to be the light. He is the light. He is the way. (coughs) Pardon me. We come to the Father. We have the ability to go to God and speak to God through Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ is our bread of life, the word of God, the word that was with God from the beginning. And he became flesh and came for us. And John speaks. Jesus speaks through speaks to disciples, speaks to us. (laughs) And Jesus tells us that we have to love one another as he loved us, that we share that love. And by that love, shall all men know that we are his disciples. If we have that love and share that love one to another, We don't have to run around telling people or hollering at people's face. Yeah, I'm a disciple. I'm a disciple. I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, you can say all you want. But what you display may be completely opposite of what your declaration is. So this is why you need to be cautious, brothers and sisters. Demonstrate. I lived in Missouri for a really long time, and I have that blood flowing through my system because my father was born and raised there before he went to the military. And Missouri is called the show-me state. So don't tell me that you're a Christian. Show me that you're a Christian. Don't declare your belief. Show me your belief, your faith. There are many that will claim and by title only to be Christian. But again, I say by title only. They do not demonstrate the love of Christ. They do not demonstrate what he told us to do. Not at all. They don't go to anything dealing with church except once a week if they go then. They don't carry a Bible, they don't study the Bible, they're not in the Word, (laughs) pardon me, and they don't get out of that recliner, pull that lever so they get up out of their comfort zone, that's too easily done. Put that lever, throw the feet up, and they don't want to get up out of that chair. They don't want to get out of that easy chair. They don't want to get out of the comfort zone because then their declaration is that, <clears throat> pardon me. it's too hard. Oh gosh. What if they say this? What if they say that? What if they do this? What if they do that? Well, so you've determined that what you're so much better than Christ that You can't possibly do that because you are better? What's that declaration of the question? Are you bunting yourself above Lord Jesus Christ who came to this earth and sacrificed his life for me and anyone else who would listen, believe, and have faith in God, Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, Paracletos, the Holy Spirit? Are you that much greater that you can't share the gospel, share the word? Don't fall into that, here's my word, I love this word, Phariseism, where you have decided that you are much better, greater, and that it's not worth your time to share the gospel, to share the word of God? to teach and share. Brothers and sisters, it is of great import and that is what God asks us to do. Believe on Jesus Christ, have faith in him and to share the word, be about his business. And brothers and sisters, we are not by any way, shape or form (laughs) in any position of authority that we can decide that we are Too good to share that word. Be bold, be upright, be courageous. Don't be confrontational. But be as Daniel, Hananiah, Anzariah, Mishael. They stood up. Boldly stood up to Nebuchadnezzar. The king of the most powerful nation in the world at that time. But they stood up boldly in confession to Lord God Almighty, sovereign Lord God Almighty. They didn't confront Nebuchadnezzar. They weren't confrontational and they didn't get into the physicality. But they just declared truthfully and righteously and stood boldly upright. Daniel spared but in the lion's den. And of course, their excuse was that, oh, somebody fed the lions before they put them in there. Somebody snuck food to them. So they got fed, so they were full. Except that those that did the accusing and the finger pointing got thrown into the den of lions because they really ticked off Nebuchadnezzar. <coughs> and they were devoured. So evidently, they didn't get fed. And after he threw the three young men into the furnace and then he threw out the rhetorical question because he already knew the answer but he was a king so he could talk like that. Did we not throw three into the furnace? Then why is there a fourth? And he is like unto the son of God. The authority that preceded in all times there's several other places in the Old Testament when Jesus Christ is revealed but you have to read it and you have to understand and you have to have that spiritual hearing and the sight so that the scales are removed and you're able to see these things and they're specifically speaking of Jesus Christ brothers and sisters Timing is everything that is determined by the Lord God Almighty. Pardon me. And we have to understand that God does not use watches like we do. God's timing is God's time. You know, you have all the different time zones. You have Pacific Time Zone, Mountain Time Zone, Central Time Zone, East Time Zone, Southern Pacific Time Zone, Central. Right? You know, all sorts of different time zones. But everyone seems to forget there's a HTZ. What? What's he talking about? Heavenly Time Zone. The Heavenly Time Zone is God's timing, His determination. Of the time. Your determination is how you're going to bide that time. Are you going to be anxious? You're going to be short? You're going to be tapping your foot? You're going to be tapping the back of your watch? You're going to be pacing? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? When's it happening? When's it happening? When's it coming? When's it coming? Then you get short and agitated with people around you because timing isn't according to what you plan or what you think it should be. It's not yours. It's not yours to decide. I have you in my prayers on my going out, my coming in for boldness, courage, to be upright and courageous in the word and righteousness. Brothers and sisters, the Lord is with us, whithersoever we go. He has promised that. We need to seek his face, his truth, his knowledge, and his wisdom in all things. No matter what's going on around, he promises to be with us. Have a good day.